party people. Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, the actual play RPG podcast where the gaming table is always set for two. I am your host as always, Jeff Stormer. This week on the show, I am joined by the Ouroboros themselves, Aurabelle, for a game of A Lonely Haunt by Kika Delarose. A Lonely Haunt is a two-player role-playing game about using environmental manipulation to communicate your needs and boundaries with another person. Each player plays a ghost haunting a particular place who is using their ghostly powers to communicate and to establish a language and to establish boundaries and, you know, personal wants and needs with another ghost inhabiting the same space. It is played in a really cool and interesting way. It is a really fun and and heartfelt game. I really loved playing it and I can't wait for you to hear it. You can find more information about A Lonely Haunt in the show notes. Aura is a game designer, podcaster, burlesque performer. It does a bunch of amazing things. They are wonderful and incredible. Uh, They wrote Our Radios Are Dying, which is one of my favorite games that I've ever played on the show in life, anything. Uh, You can find Aura on Twitter at AuraKate. Now then, with all that said, let's throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. Uh, this week, I am just beyond excited, just like really, really, really excited to be sitting down with my good friend, Aurabelle. Aura, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. Not a problem. Thank you for having me. It's about time. I, you know what? That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. I, 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 accountability is what it is, and I deserve that. And I'm, I'm glad I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to accept the failure. I'm going to live in the failure, and I'm going to let the failure make me stronger. Uh, so how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing good. Had a, a couple of technical issues, just kind of getting my microphone and all set up. Uh, it's just all this equipment is just kind of a nightmare. I am well over processed for the little bit of recording that I actually do. But other than that, just it's a very rainy day down here in Savannah and I have nothing to do because of quarantine. Likewise, it is also very <laughs> rainy here, which I feel like like it was it's one of those things that uh, I guess consider this your audio disclaimer in case uh, future me forgets to put it in the intro, as I often do. Uh, there might be rain sounds in the background, but we're playing a game about ghosts. So I frankly feel like it's probably better that way. It's it's apt. It's it's very soothing. It, it goes together. Yeah. Um, so real quick, before we dive in, why don't you take a moment and let the listeners at home know about all the stuff you've got going on that you want them to know about? Let's see. Uh, to start with, I did get hired for the Kickstarter for Extreme Meat Punks Forever, uh, Heather Flowers. Uh, it's, a, uh, it's a Steam game, uh, video game rather, that I didn't know about until recently, but it was in the uh, that recent bundle that went around uh, during the the Black Lives Matter bundle that went around mm-hmm. that had like sure. a bajillion games in there. Um, so I pleasantly already had it on my computer and was able to look it up, but they're doing a tabletop version of it and oh, that's i have awesome. been conscripted to write the uh rules for that that's awesome yeah so we'll, talk, a- af- we'll talk afterwards about dates but that is fantastic that sure, is sure. very exciting to hear yeah uh so i'm i'm kind of learning about it as i go and then just kind of playing it a little bit scribbling notes going back and playing scribbling notes but it's it's really exciting i'm happy to be a part of that uh and then aside from that uh I've got some burlesque work. I do. Uh, I'm a burlesque dancer as a side gig. And uh, so I've got a show coming up in a few months that I'm getting ready for. And that's about it. Not too much exciting these days. Oh, that's where things are plenty exciting, though. <laughs> I'm extremely excited to hear about this Kickstarter, which uh, is extremely exciting. And I love I love Kickstarter. So this will be good. Um, so do you want to go ahead and dive into a game? Why not? 
All right. Well, I appreciate See, that's the level of enthusiasm that we really <laughs> we come after here. Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, well, we don't want out. I'm here. I'm here. What else am I going to do tonight? Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So we are playing A Lonely Haunt. Um, it is a game about uh, this is an intimate game about using environmental manipulation to non-verbally communicate your needs and boundaries with another person. You and I are both going to play the role of ghosts who are unable to perceive each other, but are able to interact with the environment around them to a limited extent in ghostly ways. Uh, this game is going to be played over six nights, essentially. Like we are, we are inhabiting the same place. We're going to kind of lay out what that place is and what objects are filling that space in a moment. Uh, how this is going to work is we're going to be over the course of six nights doing ghostly things and interacting with our uh, in our environment to kind of convey what we want and what we can offer to the other person to try and like set our boundaries and find uh, a, a way to co-haunt this establishment together. Okay. So the first thing that we need to do is we need to decide on a place that we are haunting. It can be any place that feels right for us, be it a house, cemetery, airport, or a forest, uh, any locale that will have things in it. Any and every place could be haunted, and we just don't know for sure that it's not. So, Aura, where do you want to haunt? See, I feel like a house is a little cliche. It's kind of obvious. Although, you know, it's it's very... Whenever I think of a ghost story or a haunting, you know, I always think of, like, some big, elaborate, you know, old Victorian house. Um, mm-hmm. I, I would actually... I would kind of love... The thing that popped immediately into my head... And I think this is just because if we're is, you know, it's my it's it's kind of my bullshit. And I believe very strongly (laughs) in leading into bullshit Um, like a uh, either an arcade or a good haunted carnival is all like something where there's a lot of like lights and sounds and stuff. You know what I mean? Like an arcade or a restaurant or like a, a something where like that is that is I don't know. Like something in, in those very broad parameters jumps out at me. I really do like the idea of an arcade, actually. I'm down for it. Like haunted <laughs> arcade is very yes. good. And that's kind of like that immediately. Like once I said arcade, that felt right to me. <laughs> so um, now that we have our place, um, I want to throw out the detail uh, that it's not a night. It's, it can't be a nice arcade, right? No, no, no respectable ghost would be in a nice arcade. Right. It's it can't be like a Dave. It's not a Dave and Buster's. It's not a <laughs> not that a Dave and Buster's is nice, but like I'm not interested in a Dave and Buster's. Is it is it a currently operating arcade or has it been sitting aside <sighs> for some time? I'm going to say barely still operating. Gotcha. Kind of like a um. oh, I want it to be. Can it be a boardwalk art? You know, like the boardwalk yeah. arcades. Where yes. it's it's straight up like a tunnel from the street to the boardwalk. Like <laughs> there's just two garage doors on either side and you just walk through it and there's four rows of arcade machines. <laughs> and like a very sketchy ice cream booth right next to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's current. No one. No one is currently or maybe ever at the ice cream booth. But periodically people are seen leaving the arcade with. ice cream. <laughs> that sounds great. I love that. All right, so we're going to lay out um, a number of objects. The game recommends three to seven, but I'm going to say maybe like eight or ten. Let's say eight. Let's, I think four things each um, okay. is a good number. Um, the way What we're going to do is these are objects that we can use to interact with and communicate. Um, they can be anything we can think of that would occupy this space. 
However, the important thing is that we cannot, under any circumstances, discuss what the objects could mean or how we might plan on using those objects. If we find ourselves discussing that, then that object is immediately unavailable for use. Got it. Okay. So uh, I want to throw out immediately um, a, I'm going to say a 10 row ski ball machine, seven of which work. Seven of which work. Okay. All right. I do love that. Um, hmm. The obvious thing is to keep just doing more. I want to say a, one of the pool balls from a, uh, from a billiards table. Like that there's just a loose eight ball somewhere stuck in a corner. I love that. There is specifically a milkshake machine. It is specifically <laughs> like one of those big McDonald's style milkshake machines. Right. Um, Dump 10 gallons of syrup in the top and <laughs> let it do its thing. It makes a concoction. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to, I, I feel like this would be. It may be a little more carnival than boardwalk, but it might fit. Like maybe it's just like decoration or a prop, but you know, one of those boards that like when they throw knives at you that you lean up against. Oh, and yeah. Pose, yeah. And they throw one of those. It's like you're not meant to actually go in this arcade and throw knives at anyone, but they have one. Okay. It's kind I of like that. Set. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. I'm, I'm all about that. <laughs> um, I want to throw in the detail. Of, I'm going to treat this as one object, but a number of leaning on that a little bit, a number mm -hmm. of circus themed uh, cardboard cutout or like not cardboard, Ooh. but like particle board cutouts like for photo ops. Yeah. Oh, that's creepy. That. <laughs> and it's all of anything circus themed you can think of. So there's there's like a couple clowns. There's a lion tamer with the chair and like in the lion's yeah. mouth, all of the, the, the circus accoutrement that you can picture. There's a cutout, <laughs> like the whole decor of this, of this arcade is like circus themed. Okay. I am going to go, I'm going to downgrade a little bit and say a plastic cup that's got, uh, that was clearly like branded for some kind of event back in like, the late nineties, let's say like 1998 or something. But like the arcade was maybe awarded like a long time ago, best arcade or something. And they've got these little branded cups. Nobody cares about it anymore, but it's just this, uh, like cup on the shelf somewhere where everything's scratch. Everything is the logo scratched off of it and all, but you can kind of see a little bit of the former glory of the place. Um, I am going to, the last thing that I want to throw out is this, this is an important question. This is the, I, I know what I want it to be and I have to think very hard about which I'm thinking it's an X-Men arcade machine. And I'm going to say night crawler is not available. I was going to do the same thing for a street fighter machine. So that's awesome. <laughs> it's specifically you know the you know the old x-men arcade machine where like you had to drop the quarter in a specific spot to play cyclops colossus dazzler storm wolverine and nightcrawler it's mm -hmm. that one but like the nightcrawler coin slot just doesn't work <laughs> there's no one can play and no just no one you just don't play nightcrawl if you put your coin in there it's not gonna go um oh um the coin machine that you put money in and it shoots quarters out at you for you to use. 
Oh, that's very good. Okay, so there's our... And, and I think we can probably... I'm fine, like, adding more objects as we go. I'm certain sure. that we'll kind of, like, come up with more stuff. But this mm -hmm. gives us a good basis of, like, things that we can interact with. Right. Okay. So, um, uh, now that we've kind of... Now it's time to think about our ghosts. You are someone that is haunting this space. You have something that you need from another entity. This uh, should be probably pretty vague in general and kind of can get more specific as we go. Uh, something like acceptance, regret, validation, vindication, or something along those lines. Um, you have something that you need and something that you can offer. Uh, so we're each going to uh, privately write down what we need and what we can offer. And then we will reveal those. We can discuss what those are afterwards. But for now, like we cannot explain what those are to each okay. other. But we, we have two different things, one that we need and one that we offer. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. I think I have it. All right. So now um, we are in our first night. How this is going to work is we're going to decide who goes first. Our first ghost is going to do something to express themselves in the environment through manipulation of one or more items. Uh, the other ghost is going to respond with their own object manipulation. Um, we each may only make one statement per turn. So that is to say, I make a, th a statement, you make a statement, like that is considered one turn. Okay. Um, and then the the first night ends when the first ghost uh, takes a third act or takes a second action. So it's, it, it's ghost one, ghost two, ghost one to establish contact and to establish that the two ghosts know that they are in the space together. Okay, great. So would you like to go first or should I? Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and go first. So um, I can't remember if you stated, are we limited to the four items that we picked or can anyone use anything? You can you can interact with any object in the in the room or if you want to establish a new object, you can you can feel free to throw it out. I, I, I feel like we can play kind of fast and loose with the object list because I feel like we have a pretty good idea of the things you'd find in a sure, skeezy sure. boardwalk arcade. Okay. All right. Let me look over the list here. Um, I will drop the full list into Discord. Okay. Um, so just to kind of get a sense of what the uh, place is looking like, are we talking like after hours or while people are still in there? What do you think? I'm think I'm I. I want to say, if you have a do you have a strong preference? I do because already this feels very lonely. Like the mm -hmm. location that we've picked, uh, as far as like where it's at in the boardwalk, and just kind of the I it just seems kind of run down and ramshackle. I think it would lend itself better to just two entities in the building when no one else is. I like that. I like that a lot. Okay. I um, I also like the idea that that means that like to a certain extent that could also be kind of any time in the day, night, right. like when it's open, closed. It's not exact. Like there's such little foot traffic that like when that what constitutes a night for this arcade could be any time that's a good idea yes yes okay all right so uh let's see i need an event um i'll go classic ghost here i think i think i've got something that uh that fits a uh that uh that eight ball from the billiards uh table um that had previously just kind of rolled into a corner and had never been seen for a while uh just kind of on its own surreptitiously starts to 
wiggle free from where it's at and just rolls openly into the middle of the arcade next to one of the machines. I like that. I am going to, I'm going to throw out another object just because okay. I think it's, it feels right. And that is a lot near where the milkshake machine is. There is a one, a like kind of a bar, like a bar rack for a way to put it of where, you know, your silverware, your napkins, your, uh, your, your spoons, all of the kind of like silverware and a coot and like bar, like, uh, utensils, things like that. There's just mm-hmm. one of those like kind of sectioned off racks for it, like a plastic tub that has been sectioned off. Right. Um, I think those that rack, um, as, uh, violently tilts forward, almost like catapulting everything in it outward and all of the plastic forks, knives and spoons hurdle at an incredibly high speed towards the knife throwing board, which has one of those big layouts of like the big, like target layouts that you, that you always see on the knife throwing board. Yeah. And they all land like extremely like in the center of the knife throwing board, like target block. Okay. Huh. Not all of them stick because they're plastic, but they all, some of them do, but not all of them because they are plastic silverware. Yeah. So part of this is also trying to figure out what you're trying to say in response to that. Huh? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And I get one more. Um, let's say that the, the board itself, the knife throwing board, it's got all these things lodged in it now. Um, turns just like it rocks a little bit on where it's kind of leaning near the wall, just enough to get into the natural light that's filtering through the front door. So you can like see it better. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. And, and with that, uh, that is our, that is our first night. We have gone back and forth and our, our ghosts have made each other aware of each other. Um, as we go, like, if you have any notes you want to like, kind of quietly, like make to yourself, um, we'll kind of like, uh, like we discussed, we'll kind of go over the whole thing in the debrief after, but for now, like our only interactions will be those, those ways that we, uh, inter- that we convey things to each other through object manipulation. Mm-hmm. I already love this. <laughs> I'm, I'm, this is good. Like, this is very good. I'm very excited. Um, yeah. So. Night two, we now have the next, um, we have four more nights. Um, our next night will consist of five back and forth interactions. Our third night will consist of seven. Our fourth will consist of five. Our final scene will again, just be three back and forth interactions. And then we will have our final scene where we talk back and forth and reveal who, who our characters are and talk through how we felt about them. Okay, cool, cool. So, uh, it is now night two. Would you like me to go first? Yeah, go ahead and go first. Okay. Um, so night two, um, what happens is the first thing that happens is in all seven of the ski ball machines that work, they all, um, activate at once and all like seven of their balls come, come rolling down that little side chute and are like immediately like available. I really feel like just kind of off of what we've done so far that we have picked similar things, but I have no idea (laughs) as far as what we need an offer. Um, We'll need to to find out. Yeah. uh, 
I'm going to also pick the skee ball machine. Um, I'm trying to work out some ghost physics here. Um, I mean, they, they don't have to make sense. We are ghosts. Sure. <laughs> um, I think one of the balls that has presented itself um, gets down into a position where it can, uh, where it uh, moves from like that little socket area to the main alley for it mm-hmm. and launches itself up like around to the, uh, to the track and the target area. doesn't really land anywhere in particular, just kind of fouls back out and goes back. But it, it specifically has taken one of the uh, provided balls and shot a shot with it. Um, what happens next is the, uh, the plastic cup with the like uh, best arcade, best arcade on the boardwalk, 1998 logo on it. Um, comes off of its tiny shelf and floats over towards the milkshake machine, which starts to like rattle when, you know, with a big, like as it starts to like come to life, um, milkshake pours into the cup and it rests directly in between the skee ball machine where a ball just flew and the one, not the one next to it, because that's one of the ones that's broken, but the one that's one over from that. So it's kind of in the middle of this like broken skee ball machine that is yeah. itself sort of a barrier between two other working skee ball machines. Huh. Okay. Um. I think in response to that, there's like a long pause, and then the coin machine just kind of like shudders a bit, like it's coming to life and just starts pouring out quarters uh just wildly shooting them out to the point where they're overflowing the cup and spilling onto the floor Mm. i like that i like that a lot um and i think that my uh last the last action of the evening is um ball after ball after ball following the exact same thing that happened um, earlier where a ball kind of like rolled out of that chute down the hallway and rolls and starts going except instead of just landing nowhere in particular yeah it's it's 5000 it's 5000 <laughs> it's 10000 it's 5000 like it is it is hit for hit for hit for hit for hit at which point the last ball goes in and the milkshake cup like rod- like um shutters and like tilts like violently kind of like comes up and gets spiked down onto the onto the the ski ball alley where this has just happened <laughs> okay okay and that is the end of our second night so night number three has seven back and forths right yes and uh you can and uh you will go first because i went first last time okay um god i really do feel a sense of communication so far um what haven't we used? Uh, no, I know the, um, so the first night the eight ball kind of, uh, rolled out and, uh, I'm going to say in the interim, nobody really noticed and it's kind of still hung oh, yeah. out there. Um, but it kind of wiggles to life and slowly rolls over towards the ski ball machine from the prior night until it just gently bumps against it and runs. I think um, what happens next is um, I think the ball 
in one kind of like fluid sweep gets swept off of the floor and like hurdles back towards um the mostly broken um but like or like not so much broken as just kind of like a little bit crooked and a little bit like uneven uh the pool table where it lands and rolls and kind of rests uh like against in sort of a side wedge but it kind of one beautiful superman leaping over a building arc gets comes up from the edge and like lands right in the center of the pool table where it kind of rolls slightly to the side because the pool table is a little crooked right right got you okay um i'm gonna add a thing evolution machine yep um like 2000s um and like all ddr arcade one of the arrows does not work on the pad oh for sure Uh, (laughs) um but it's just kind of like in passive mode where it's just sort of quietly going through the credit uh scenes um but it kind of shoots up with like uh in volume it gets really loud and the lights get really bright like it's like it's uh like someone's just started on it to play it like it it's 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 just very explosive and loud and and bright in how it's presenting itself um yeah so those lights and sounds like fill the room and um as as everything is vibrating a little bit as everybody here is like choose your song <laughs> yes um and so it, it would almost be easy to notice or difficult to notice that the the coin machine is rattling again except this time the coins don't dump out they blast headstrong they, they are a machine gun of they are like a tiny machine a round of machine gun fire in the direction of the DDR machine mm. um three coins three tokens each land in the player 1 and the player 2 slot Ooh. a seventh coin jam- like cracks the cracks not the screen itself but like the plastic or glass above the screen where it's like a picture of two dance happy dancing people yeah like cracks and like embeds in that spot got it um how many turns was that was that three it's three yeah I, uh one three four that was five i think so we each have one more i think yeah yeah, yeah. okay um God, I've got such a limited economy here, and I'm. Um, okay, so this one's this one might be a little abstract, but the the X Men machine or mm-hmm. the X Men machine, sorry, the X Men machine. Um, how uh, Nightcrawler is not available in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the uh, well, no, we're ghosts. I don't even necessarily think we would have to put coins in there, but. Um, yeah, we'll do, we'll do that. Uh, the coins, uh, some of the coins from the coin machine, make their way over to the uh, to the game, and how you can you put the coins in to pick who you want. It goes through uh, just kind of one by one, putting in coins to pick different characters um, with a noticeable gap for where you would be able to pick Nightcrawler, but you can't, and then mm-hmm. it repeats the cycle. Got it. I like that. Um... I think what happens is um, I think what happens is the machine itself, the X-Men machine sparks a little bit and like the screen kind of flickers a little bit and it kind of like 
skips through and like all of the the x-men are on the field and it skips through a little bit and it's like you're you know you're walking you're fighting the sentinels and then they're back Mm -hmm. and then they're back then they're like then it skips to a different level and suddenly um the screen flickers again and it is on the the final level right you're fighting magneto like it is the end of the game except um one of the controllers one of the sticks starts to move a little bit um and like all of the 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 x-men carry i think it's it's oh it's got to be the nightcrawler stick right oh yeah what am i yeah. the nightcrawler stick the nightcrawler stick starts to move and with it magneto moves on screen oh and starts like pa- pacing around and doing his taunts and like all of the other x-men are are motionless but there's this just but the magneto isn't necessarily attacking yet it's um just walking around the other x-men it kind of tentatively like throws a punch at at colossus and like keeps kind of ducking and weaving as the controller is like uh the controller and like you see the uh the attack and jump and special buttons are like rattling but they're not moving and it's just what like magneto is just sort of for lack of a better way to put it like tap dancing around the other characters on screen yeah okay all right, so that was was that seven or was there That's one seven? More? I believe that okay. is seven. Yeah. All right, so the next night is another five night. Okay. Uh, do you want to hit first with this one? Yeah. Um, I think. Um, I think. In the tradition of it, in the tradition of what is secretly the most exciting thing that can happen in any arcade, those coins. Or that DDR screen has not changed and like it hasn't <laughs> expired because people put credits in, but no one has gone to the DDR machine all day. Yeah. So I think what happens is um I think I think what happens is like it's just been kind of being like, choose your song like all day, and finally right. it starts like flipping through and it'll it'll flip and it'll do the the random select, but it'll hang on a screen for a moment. And then it'll flip, 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 random select, hang on a screen for a moment. Flip, 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 hang on. And like, ha- like hang on all, every time it does that, it's a different like song, different difficulty, different style of music, but it'll flip, 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 hang on a song, like hover for a moment and keep doing that and doing that and doing that and doing that. Okay. Okay. Um. So I think like in the middle of that happening as it is, um, and as that process is going, the... Um, the ski ball machine, um, where, uh, the, the balls are the parts, parts of it that do work, uh, kind of similar to what happened on your turn a few nights ago. They all start wildly launching up and hitting areas with very good accuracy, but they are going aggressively fast. Uh, you might say just like. Like if you saw someone like a person doing this, you would tell them to calm down or stop that they're mm-hmm. going too hard. Um, and it is just wildly going over and over the balls rattling and banging against the alley, just making all kinds of like a commotion. Um, and the, the next objects that get interacted with, I'm adding an object and it is one of those. I'm going to ask you your preference. Is it, a okay. t- is it one of those terrible, video screen jukeboxes that like the touchscreen doesn't really work so you kind of have to punch it but it also gets hot enough that when you do that the tips of your fingertips burn or (laughs) is it like is it like a novelty old school jukebox 
but the novel it's less novel when you realize the music hasn't been updated since like the mid to late 90s so like there's a lot of uh like mr big on that on that old jukebox I really feel like the older jukebox fits in with the aesthetic okay. of this place. I feel like they they only update when it's very necessary for their business. So then um, the the jukebox rattles to life and the lights come on and the um, the plug to the DDR machine violently comes out and there's kind of like a burst of spark, right? Like like in the, you know, there's a little bit of smoke and like it, it, it seems for like everything and it kind of rattles and the jukebox starts to shake until finally it starts playing hold. It starts playing no easy way out by Robert Tepper. Okay. The song from Rocky four when he's driving in the montage. Um, and <laughs> the other, uh, uh, the other sleeve, the same one, the same second one from the other night, like comes down and like a ball, like what calmly rolls to the center of the ski ball machine. Okay. Um, duh, duh, duh. And if I may add one more, just one more. Yeah. Detail. Yeah, yeah. I think, I, th- I think I'm just going to go full on with it. And like, yeah, the balls, the, the balls do the exact same thing. They're flying at the same level of aggression and a same level of like speed and aggression, but they are, they are, they are, they are sinking. Uh, some of them are sinking exactly as like accurately, some of them not so, but it, it is the same level. There's now two skee-ball machines in which the balls are just hurtling at, at the targets. Okay, I've got it. Um, one of the uh, one of the skee-balls on the machine um, lifts up and let's say this, I, I'm trying to figure out the anatomy of, this, of like mm-hmm. a standard skee-ball machine that's got the like digital uh scoring thing is above it it yep. kind of looks like an old watch face you know well not yep. well, like a digital yep. watch um one of the ski balls just fucking slams through it just breaks right through mm. like it it just crashes through that and the the machine itself itself starts like rocking and and shaking against the wall and i think um what happens next is there is like stillness right like there's smoke around there is like the machine, the, the DDR machine is sparking. Mm-hmm. Uh, no easy way out is blaring. And it's, it's outside of all of that racket. It is like stillness before the milkshake machine rattles on again. That best of cup that was kind of like spiked on the floor. Yeah. Picks up, fills up another plastic cup gets pulled off of a shelf, fills up as well. And the, the best on the boardwalk cup lands on the lands on your ski ball machine and the plastic, the regular, like less, less decorated plastic cup lands on the second machine, both full of strawberry milkshake. I honestly feel like I can kind of get a sense of what you're trying to communicate. Like I really do. And I feel like we're, I feel like we're there and I feel like we have one, like this is the final (laughs) scene of like three interactions. Yeah, so I feel like we've like I feel like we've gotten there and I feel like I, I I'm excited to talk through like who our ghosts are and if we've gotten what we wanted. OK, so last night, um, I think it's me, you, me. I believe it is. OK. Huh. All right. DDR machine comes on again and 
Um, oh, I like that. I, I'm going to add the details to that, that there is like the, the, the X out tape on the front of it to say that it's out of order. Cause it got oh, yes. blown out last night, but it's, so it still, it still comes on, but that's like in front of it. Yeah. 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 It, it, it comes on and like, it's just, it, you could tell that the, the machine is like whatever ghostly bullshit is going on to make it do what it's supposed to do. It's clearly having like, problems with the wiring and the mm-hmm. hardware inside so there's like maybe you can hear if you get close enough this little soul and mm-hmm. like this burning smell of like the machine operating against the laws of reality and but the screen itself uh the images on it are very warped and in kind of like that generic creepypasta way mm-hmm. where it's like oh i got a video game and the the main screen the video looks game was so evil. Yeah, it's kind of like that, but it really just looks like the machine is suddenly on its last leg. But it's yeah. going through a catalog of songs until um, I'm going to say, do you remember Butterfly from uh, from DDR? Oh, you know I remember yeah. Butterfly. You know I remember Butterfly from DDR. And like the the arrows for. Okay, I'm trying not to be a little too obvious with it, but we'll say that like it starts to play that and it just keeps going until clearly about to bust if whatever is happening continues to happen and the screen sort of flickers back out after that. And I think um I think as it is going, like it um as it is going, those cardboard cutouts the thing that we have not interacted with yet. Um, <laughs> they all kind of pick up off the ground and the, the second set of arrows start like start lighting up as well. And, and, and uh, the one that's not like the one that's not the one that doesn't work just explodes like as though like a sledgehammer just smashes it. Um, and those cardboard cutouts are now like spinning around this nearly burnt out DDR machine. Um, not, not so much in a full circle, but in kind of a half circle where they kind of come they're, they're they, they, they are transfixed on like the screen and they're always like the, the painting on them is always facing the screen and they're just kind of moving in a half circle from one end of the machine to the other, as it's just like a cavalcade of lights and colors and lights and colors and arrows and arrows and arrows. And yeah. this, this broken down arrow just keeps getting smashed further as the arrows are lighting and lighting. And the song is just going and going and faster and faster until I think it really does just the machine, just shower of sparks and expl and like does just, just shy of explodes. Oh God. <laughs> oh, um, I think there is a, sort of stillness after that, you know, where like the mm-hmm. machine can't do anything more and it's very it's very quiet. Um yeah, uh I'm going to say the ball from before rolls over almost pinballing very slowly past the cardboard cutouts. Um like not trying to beat its way past them but like nudging them to get through until it comes to rest right up against the side of the pad and just stops and waits. And I think the, the cardboard cutouts eventually like land gracefully on the floor and just settle. And we, 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 we focus on that, that eight ball. And that is where our ghostly encounters end. And so with that, we can now talk through uh, in our own words who our characters are, what they were looking for, what they thought they had to offer, and if they felt they got what they needed.
We can discuss scenes, notes, and talk through whatever else of the experience that we wanted. And yeah. the game notes that we both win. So congratulations. Hooray. <laughs> so I feel like we had a, both had a pretty clear idea of who we were, but who was your character? So I uh, was going for um, someone who, the, the kind of like very vague backstory I had was, was someone who had maybe won a high score at this place a long time ago. And um, that it had since been broken or maybe discounted for some reason, but that they were like a really big fan of the the arcade and it meant a lot to them. So that's where their ghost had come to rest. Mm. Do you I, wanna, go ahead. No, please continue. No, I was going to ask, do you want to hear about the, the validation and or the, the need and support? Uh, yeah, yeah I, I I will say I am glad that that was the case because I was playing the ghost of a world champion like <laughs> arcade player who um, the thing that I wanted. Yeah, let's let's talk through like what we wanted, what we wanted and what we or what we needed and what we had to offer. Um, I needed validation like I was, you know, and what I could offer was competition like I wanted. I was someone who was in life so obsessed with with winning and being the best player that in that my ghostly self merely wanted to continue to play games specifically against the other person and specifically wanted to, to continue to, 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 to have that sense of like winning and being the best. And what I could offer was I could make those games happen. Like I could break, I broke X-Men to make it a competitive, like PVP <laughs> experience. Um, I, I also had a need for validation. But what I was trying to offer was support in that, like, I wanted the spotlight on what I was doing as well. And I feel like you also kind of wanted the spotlight on your, mm -hmm. your but at the same time, I was also willing to say, what you're doing is cool. Let me help you get there. Mm -hmm. But there got to be a point where I definitely saw the competition or at least a competitive angle coming through. And I think mm -hmm. it goes kind of neglected to want to offer support at that at that point i think so I, I definitely i definitely felt that and there was definitely a moment where there's a very specific moment where i felt like what uh your ghost wanted was not purely competition and that's why uh that's why my ghost like offered you what what had become the makeshift like trophy what had been sort of declared as the as the ski ball trophy it yeah. was a, it was very much a like, you know what you, you win this one. It seems like you're, it seems like you're, you're not having fun with the competition. <laughs> like you win this one. Let's have a milkshake. Yeah. Yeah. It was, there was definitely a sense of like you had, I was throwing the ski balls earlier because, you know, just like this seems fun. And then you like fucking killed it. Like you were just getting point after point on there and, and, and dunking it really hard so at one point, I, I think there was like a bit of jealousy there and I tried to do mm -hmm. the exact same thing. And then when you returned the favor, it was just like, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to break the fucking machine. Right. Like, screw this. And I, think, and I think that was kind of the moment where like that was that was kind of a moment where I learned about like the the ghost that I was inhabiting. And I, I, mm -hmm. I one of the things that I like about like I like the note in the game about like keep it vague at first because yeah. I kind of learned I, I learned in that moment that even though like what I, all I had written about this ghost was that I wanted, I wanted to win and be the best. And I was willing to like compete in whatever game I could compete in. That was definitely a moment where like, I realized that my ghost 
at the end of the day, it's a game. Like at the end of the night, like this is a game. And if, and if, if, if you're upset, like you, like I will get, I will let you have the win. Like it was definitely yeah. a moment where I realized that this ghost, this person that I was inhabiting did not want, was not trying to destroy someone. They just wanted, that's just how they play a game. It's how they, it's how they interpret the act of play. Yeah. Uh, the, the, I, I felt, I felt like I picked up on the, uh, putting the uh the world's best or the 1998 like trophy cup on top of the machine i felt like a little i felt like a little sad <laughs> when that happened like because i i just like had the ghost throw a tantrum so i was trying to kind of like with the last night just say just open up the ddr machine because prior to that you had done you had done similar and gone through like a bunch of songs and everyone. Oh yeah, it was kind of like a peace offering. It's like you know we can we can play this too if you think it's fun. Like, what's your favorite game? Let's let's do that. Like, let's just have a chill time. And and <laughs> and it's funny that it's funny that, that that your ghost was like, let's just do this thing and have a chill time. And I was like, there needs to be a there needs to be a crowd. We need to be competing. This key is broken. I'm gonna smash it. I hate that I have the one with the broken down button. <laughs> I was like, no, crowd. People need to see this. I need to see people need to see me win. See, I, I I took it as less of like you trying to see people or have people see you win as more of like since we I felt like we I could kind of tell that we both were looking for validation at that point in some mm-hmm. regard that you were offering an audience like for both of us almost. Is 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 what I felt there. So I I think the ghost felt like a little at ease. I didn't. I'm glad. I'm glad about that. Like I thought yeah. it, it it felt like it felt like in that moment that we were. That it felt like in that moment that we were both like let's just let's do this. Like let's we've. I I definitely felt like at that moment we had both accepted that we were. It was it was exactly like we were saying in between turns of like oh I know who your ghost is, <laughs> and we were both like in that moment like okay. We know we know who we are. We know how we relate to each other. Let's play the game and let's let's make sure let's make this a championship match. Yeah, uh, I think like one last thing I want to point out uh, the with the the, the X Men machine was when you had uh, had the uh, kind of the unused controller uh, come to life for Magneto, and you said you were trying to make it as like a PvP thing. Uh huh. That was a very complex action that I spent a lot of time trying to figure out exactly what you were trying to say with that, because I think my first interpretation of that, it was like changing as it was going on, but it was like almost a sense of even if something's broken, we will still find a way to make it work. And I feel like that was something that I probably needed to hear, like as the ghost, you know, like that's. That's very funny because like what I intended that to be was like you had what I intended that to be was I intended that to be a peace offering. Right. I intended that to be I intended that to be like you you didn't want to you didn't want to play a competitive like you didn't want to play you didn't want to play DDR because like I was flashing songs to kind of be like, do you want to play Do You want to do this song? Yeah. You want to do that song. But then when you went to the X-Men machine. It my I I was like I'm gonna do this thing and I'm gonna make it a PvP experience. But for me, the important detail of that was that like 
Magneto didn't appear and just like use all of, all of his boss abilities to like wreck house. Yeah, I, I was I was I was very consciously in my head like envisioning it as playing. You know how you ever play a game against somebody who is like, you ever play like a fighting game against somebody who is like reading the rule book as you do it. <laughs> and yeah, like you're yeah. trying to learn the rules so i was very constantly trying to describe that play style of like i'm jumping i'm jumping all right this is the jump button i figured out the jump all right i'm jumping all right this is what i jump okay here should i jump forward okay cool if i hold forward and up i'm gonna jump okay cool 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 can i double jump i can double jump i'm gonna double jump now and like that's it was that experience of like coming throwing a quick punching oh god i'm sorry sorry i didn't mean to punch i didn't mean to punch i'm sorry 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 like it was that that very specific kind of like figuring out how to play the game experience that makes so much sense yes like going back and looking at that like i was i was attempting to say that like you know one of these options doesn't work but there is still space for it Mm -hmm. you know with nightcrawler not being because there was that beat where like all the characters were being picked but one couldn't and then like it just i guess like in like keeping consistent tone with the game like it felt like I I knew you were trying to get at something, but I just couldn't quite figure it out. But it felt good, mm-hmm. you know. And that that was I I could tell you when you broke the ski ball machine. I could tell your ghost was like you were like I don't want to play this way. Like I like I don't yeah. want to play this type of thing. And which is why I think that was why I really kind of wanted that detail of like I'm not just like rushing at you and 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 laying down oblivion i'm very specifically like just trying to draw you out see like what you'll do in response because i was like obviously they don't want to play obviously they don't want to be they are not they are not the same sort of hyper competitive asshole that i was in life (laughs) but like i think we can still find ground in which we can have a lot of fun like aggressively or competitively playing against each other that's so good. I love that so much. Like, oh. yeah, they were it was, it was specifically just a very sad, like spirit that just wants to not be forgotten. Mm-hmm. And then like, so any sense of like competition felt like one upsmanship where it's like, you are still going to be forgotten because look how good I am. And it's like, right. pay attention to me. And there was just a lot of frustration building behind that. But like, I like that interpretation so much. And I, I really, I, I definitely, I picked up on that. And I think like there was definitely like a shift in me around. I feel like breaking the ski ball machine was when it was when it was a light bulb moment where like, I was like, <laughs> Oh, I get everything that is going on. now. Like I get it now because that was the moment that I was like, Oh, I can't just continue to like, I, I, in the same way that I was saying, like, I recognize my ghost was like, this is just a game. Like, this is just, we're just playing. It was a moment where I was like, I can't like, if the, if I can't continue to just offer competition because it is clearly like causing strife, like it needs to, then I need to take a step back and like offer ways for us to compete in a healthy way because yeah, just chasing after the competition is not enough. On kind of like a meta note, uh, the the notes that I were take that I was taking during this about kind of how I felt about your ghosts as a uh, as they presented themselves during the uh, the episode. Um, I think the first note that I wrote down was that is your ghost like trying to show off? Like, are they trying to say, "Look how good I am"? And then the and then that kind of mutated into me writing down. I think they just want to play 
which you, you, you did in this sense, you didn't want to compete. Mm -hmm. And then it went for, are they just looking for someone to compete against? And then that changed into, do they think they're better than me? <laughs> like it's, it, it, it went from, it very quickly turned on a dime from, you know, like you're, you're, you're showing off too much and, and I don't approve. I kind of had the opposite arc, like thinking it through of like, uh -huh. when, especially like when we first started and like, you know, I was like, I was like, oh, we are playing super similar. We're playing two people that really, really want to compete and win and, and chase after. Yeah. And then we started and then that that ski ball game immediately I, I i there i almost kept thinking the notes that i kept like i kept jotting down are like is this a is this a kid like is this just a kid i was yeah. like is this just like a kid i was like is oh this and that it, that's kind of, that was kind of the note that like made me kind of like like oh oh i'm i'm like an adult playing in an arcade with a child oh god <laughs> that's so good and like, I, I can totally get that because it just, it does seem like just one long temper tantrum, really. Mm -hmm. You know, it, just, it seems like someone, I guess, and that's accurate in a sense, who was not at the same level emotionally as the person that they were trying to bond with. Right. And so like, it required me to like, step back. Ugh, this game owns, is the thing. <laughs> I love like, this game. The fact that we did all, the fact that we conveyed all of that through like, skee-ball is great. Yeah. This was really good. I am I am absolutely uh, bringing this to the table when we uh, when I get together with my friends next weekend. Good. It's a good game. Like, oh, what a wonderful game. Thank you. Thank you so much for playing it with me. This was a uh, delightful. This really was. Thank you so much for having me. I love this. Oh, my goodness. So real quick, <laughs> before we wrap up, where can people find you and your work online? So I am on Twitter at Aura Kate, which is a U R A. C A I T. Um, and that's where I just kind of, that's kind of like my general home for everything and where I'm putting notes about what I'm working on and everything. So, uh, you can find me there. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for doing the show. Uh, this was such a wonderful, special experience and I apologize that it took so long for it to happen. That's on me. <laughs> I recognize that it was, Again, it was worth the wait. Accept the failure, live in the failure, let the failure <laughs> make me stronger. Um, but for now, I'm going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap things up. Take a future, me. Thanks, Fast Me. And thanks again to Aura for coming on to the show. That game was... Fuck, that was a good game. Like, that was beautiful. And, like, it was perfect. It was everything, everything, everything I've wanted from reading A Lonely Haunt, which is just a really wonderfully concise and, like, it captures what it's going for so perfectly and immediately. And... God, I really loved playing it, and I want to play it again, quite frankly. It's a good game. You should check it out in the show notes. There's a link, A Lonely Haunt. Also, follow Aura on Twitter, at AuraKate. Then, while you are on Twitter, follow us at Party of One Pod. Like the show on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Party of One Podcast. Join our Discord community at Bit.ly slash Party of One Discord. Head to our merch store at Bit.ly slash Party of One Merch. If you enjoy the show, consider leaving us a nice review on Podchaser. It's a nice, it sends an email to my inbox. It's a nice way for new listeners to find the show. And it, frankly, it makes my day when I get one. So please make my day by sending us a nice review. You can also give us some love on social media or tell a friend about the podcast. Anything to help us grow, find new listeners, and do bigger, better, and cooler things. The other way that you can support the show is by supporting the other podcast I produce, All My Fantasy Children. AMFC is a character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast on the One Shot Podcast Network. 
uh, in which my best friend Eric Gitano size and I take a listener submitted prompt every single week. We spin it into an original fantasy character and we populate a shared universe one story at a time. New episodes drop every Friday-ish at OneShotPodcast.com. Now, Party of One is produced and edited, as always, by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Megaran featuring the D&D Sluggers. And the Party of One logo is by Evan Rowland. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates coming on the show as a guest or about press coverage of the show, you can email me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And, uh, you know, I think that's it. I think that's all we got. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the force of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And as always, party on, everybody.